All right, so we are back with the fact chizzy, finally. I know there's at least one smoker out there who's been waiting for it. Shout out Mike Drodge, creator of the most banging theme song in podcast history. But uh, yeah, no, we're finally back with the fact chizzy. It's going to be a Riley solo, so you know it's going to slap. We don't have to listen to that idiot Ben. We don't have to listen to him struggle through a solo fact chizzy all on his own. And we know it's going to fucking bang. Because it's Riley Solo Dolo. I'm here in Flexville. Um, Brittany's gone to work. It's just me and Phoebe here, my dog, who's being annoying as shit. So if you hear some whining in the background, you know it's not Brittany. You know it's not Sakisha. It's just the dog. I'm sure they can translate it because they're both dogs. But yeah, no, it's just the annoying fucking Phoebe. Come on, hop up on the couch. There we go. Maybe she'll shut the fuck up now. Anyways, we're back with the fact, Chizzy. I know it's really late, but as per usual, we ran into some technical difficulties. We recorded our last episode. It was over an hour. We got way too far into potty mode. We didn't. I have no idea what we talked about. I had to take a little pick of our fact check notes because we had so much to talk about in the fact check. We were hyping it up. And then... It was late at night, we were pretty fucking drunk, and we were like, you know what, let's not even go for a smoke, let's just hop right into the fact check, we'll skip all the bullshit, we'll get it over with, and then we can move on with our lives. It's like midnight, and we're both just fucking wasted, and then we go to hit record, boom, error message pops up. Okay, not a big deal. Ben is in charge of audio, and he's in charge of setting up the pod. He's in charge of all of that shit. I just do the writing, and I just supply the funny. So when an error message pops up, I think, eh, well, nothing out of the reg. Ben always does this. But then we hit record again, boom, error message pops up. Hit record again, boom, error message pops up. And we're sitting, we're looking, we have an hour and ten in our last episode. Do we want to keep fucking with this or do we want to just upload what we got and we can do a fact check later? And we thought, well, let's just upload what we got. We'll do a fact check later. And then I texted Ben, hey, um, maybe I can just do a fact check by myself or we can get together later and do a fact check together. Or you could do a fact check by yourself just trying to make them feel good. You know, you, sometimes you just got to placate your friends. You just got to you just got to let your boys know like, "Hey, it's okay if you want to do it." But we all know what happens when Ben goes solo. I'm about 3 minutes in already, and at this point Ben would have burned through all his material and he would have had nothing left to talk about. So we were so I was just like, "Well, I could do it by myself or you could try to just giving him the olive branch and letting him decide, all right, Riley, you go ahead, you do it. We don't want the smokers to struggle. Mike's been waiting for the fact, Chizzy. We had like 13, 14 listeners last episode. We don't want y'all to struggle. We don't want Ben to struggle. We don't want him going places he's never been before. Actually, that's a pretty funny story. When uh, I, I played college football, I played for the St. Mary's Huskies. I never saw a minute on the field. There was a point when I knew it was over for me. So I hurt myself and I was, they were going through the rehab and all this kind of stuff. I, I, I blew up my knee. I'm a fat guy. I'm an offensive lineman. It's a tale as old as time. You play college football. I could have gone pro, but I blew my knee up. Now, I'm not one of those guys. I knew I could never make it pro. I was the best player on my high school team. I was the best player on my uh, community team. I knew I was good, and then I got to university, and it was a very hard. I was slapped in the face. It, I was hit by a dead fish. It was, it was aggressive how immediate that I knew this wasn't for me. It was like the second day of practice. And, you know, the offense, the center of the offensive line, he calls out, there's the middle linebacker, there's the free safety, we have 13 people in the box. They, they, all of these kind of sent, they, they called it out. And it would be, we had our own code terms, so the defense didn't know what we were talking about. The defense had their own code terms. 
strong right, strong left, but they would try and disguise it. You know, banana. You know, uh, for the for us on the offensive line, it was all gun terms. If it was any machine gun, it meant uh, double team for the center and the guard on the right. And if it was a single shot, it was a center. So if it was like sniper, sniper, that meant single shot. That meant the center and the left guard. If it was AK-47, that was center and right guard. You know what I mean? Like single shot was left, multiple shots was right. And any kind of gun that the center could think of. Anyway, we would, at the line of scrimmage, there was constant talking. So defensive line is constantly talking and telling everything they see to the linebackers and the linebackers would tell everything they saw to the defensive backs. And on the offensive line, the center's calling out everything he sees to the quarterback and the rest of the offensive line and the quarterback would then tell it to the running backs. And so, you know what I mean? It's just this, and every team is constantly trying to disguise what they're saying and they're constantly trying to do anyway. It's like the second day. I'm out there on practice. I'm on the practice squad because it's only my first year. I'm a small per. I, I went to university, six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds. Okay. Under any other metric, under any other measuring system, I am a giant. Six foot four, two thirty, two thirty five is huge. I was roughly the size of our inside receivers, you know, like Wes Welker, you know, like uh, Travis Kelsey. Actually, he was way bigger than me, but you know what I mean. Like the not not the wide receivers, but the the tight ends, the the Rob Gronkowski's, the Travis Kelsey's. I was roughly the size of an inside receiver. So it's like the second day of practice. I'm lining up at my position, which was right tackle, run blocking tackle. That's why I was always better than everybody. Like that's why I was always the best player on my team. Was I was this? Ju- I was in grade twelve. At six foot four, two hundred and thirty-five. Uh, they would want to run the ball right up behind me. Anytime there was a run play, it was like go to where Riley is because he's fucking huge. The reason I was so good was because I was so fucking big. I was Shaquille O'Neal. If you're trying to stop the run and you got to go through me, you're going to have some props. It's going to be an issue. I'll move you out the way easy. Ease. So ease. And then I get to uh, university level. So I'm lining up. I'm like, okay. Let me see what I got. It's literally day two of practice. I'm like, let me see what you got. The defensive tackle who went on to be an all-Canadian goes, we have a receiver on the line, a receiver on the line, which sometimes, you know, like trick plays, you'll see uh, um, the Patriots used to do it, and they would throw it to, I don't know what the fuck his name was, but it started with a V. He was an outside linebacker, and he would he would play with the offense sometimes, and in the large package, he would go on the O-line because he could move bodies. But then all of a sudden, he would break off and go for a pass. So you would say, hey, this guy's eligible because you have so many people on the line of scrimmage who are eligible. Anyway, he would go, this guy's eligible, this guy's eligible. So it's like my second day of practice, and I line up, and the defensive tackle, the all-Canadian, goes, receiver on the line, receiver on the line, and he points at me. The whole team starts laughing. They all start laughing. I go in there from high school being one of the biggest guys, one of the hardest to move, one of the biggest units. Like, if you, I will tell the defense, hey, we're running it right behind me. And I would still win, like Shaquille O'Neal. Like, uh, Shaquille O'Neal would be like, hey, I'm going to back you down and do a little baby hook and get two points. That's what I would do. I was so much bigger than everybody. I'd be like, they're going to run it right behind me. And I would fuck them up. I get to university. I'm the size of a receiver. I'm the size of a receiver. The whole team is laughing at me. I get blown up. They sack the quarterback very easily. It was it was very embarrassing. So yeah, no, it wasn't a good look. Anyway. I don't even know how I got on to talking about this. 
but uh, we're in Flexville right now. I'm all by myself. I'm in Flexville. I'm in the new place. It's a it's raining outside. I really want to go and go for a smoke outside because I know when I smoke it pisses Ben off because he doesn't. He was like, "Oh, I can hear you smoking. No more smoking on the podcast." Made me so much cooler. I would love to be cool and go out for a smoke, but. It's storming outside, so I'm going to have to take a couple breaks in this episode and go for a smoke. Anyway, we're back with the fact check. We're back in Flexville. I'm here. I'm by myself. But before we get into the notes that I have for the fact check, a lot of things have happened in my life since the last recording of the episode. We had the technical Drunk. We had the technical difficulties of the last episode where we had to do the fact check in. It was just me. And then I was like, okay, let's just, I'll do it. I can easily do it. Ben can't, but I can easily do it. Look, I'm already 12 minutes in and I'm killing it. Anyways, in the past week of our lives that this has happened. So I don't want anyone listening to this to think this is the newest episode. It ain't. It's going to come out probably Sunday night will be the newest episode. This is the fact check from last week. I just I just want to make that clear. But before I get into the fact check, so many things have happened in the past couple of days. First and foremost and most important is on November 7th, 2022, a king will be born. He will lead millions, whether willingly or as slaves. Me and Brittany had our ultrasound where we found out the sex of our baby. And I make a point of saying gender because hit, sit, not real. There's not 97, there's two and it's either guy or girl. And we found out it's a boy. I'm having a son. On November 7th, a king will be born. I'm having a son. Now, the ultrasound technician was like, brain looks amazing. Oh my God, it's so great. She was kind of flexing on us because the because our baby was cooperating perfectly for the ultrasound. Our baby was in the exact positions she needed to be to take all of her pictures and all of her whatever the fuck. Who cares? She's like, I need... The last thing I need is a picture of the spine. I need the baby to roll over. So Brittany just shuffles and moves around. Boom. Baby rolls over. Perfect picture of the spine. We got it. The kid could not have been more compliant, could not have been better. It's a boy. So... November 7th, 2022, a king is born. We have a name picked out already. It's named after my co-host, Ben, whose middle name is Alexander. And that's the middle name we're giving our baby. But we're naming it after my grandfather, Archibald Alexander McNeil. November 7th, 2022, Archie A is coming Earthside, baby. We got him. Of course, I was just happy to hear that the baby was healthy. Of course, all you want to hear is that it's healthy. I didn't really care if it was a guy or a girl. I didn't really care if it was a boy or a girl. But everybody wants their first to be a boy. Sorry, Ben. You got the short end of that stick. I was you I was walking around with my chest it was touching my chin, but not because my head was down, because my chest was so puffed out. I'm having a son. I'm telling people at work who I've never really spoken to before. I'm having a son. It's happening. I will have a son. And he will be a leader. He will lead legions. You think the smokers are a big group? You think the smokers will follow me and bend to the end of the earth? Like sus? Sus came through bigger than any smoker has in a long time. We'll get to that. But Archie will have legions of followers. I 
will have a son. Brittany will give birth to Xerxes. I'm a god amongst men. That is who we are having. His nickname will be Xerxes, like in the, uh, what is it, 300. The man god. That is who will be Earthside early November. Who knows? And you know how I know? He's 10 ounces. Inside Brittany right now, he's 10 ounces. You know what the average baby his size is? Eight and a half ounces. Brittany goes, well, that's only like one and a half ounces too big. And I'm like, his whole ass body is ten and a half. Two ounces out of ten ounces is like 10, 20% of his body. For him, one and a half ounces is for me what like 50, 60 pounds is. He is huge already. We're giving birth to a unit. Now, Brittany is doing all the work. I say we, but I just, I couldn't be happier. Anyways, that was the first big news that happened in the whole smoker's lore. Another fact chizzy note that I have was, we just, the smokers are the greatest people on the planet. Anyone who listens, anyone who follows, anyone who fucks with us. We got the smokers, the smokers got us. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is, I got a screenshot text from Ben a couple of days ago. And I'm at work and I burst out laughing and everyone looks at me like, what the fuck, this guy's crazy. But it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. What it was, was sus. Everyone knows who Sustavo is. Sus got one of those like scam messages on Facebook, like, hey, you're so cute. I saw you on Snap. You should hit me up. Clearly a scam, clearly bullshit, clearly nothing, clearly just ignore it. Sus replies with, hey, you're cute too. Now show me that asshole. Oh my God, when I tell you I fell on the floor laughing. It was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Not only because he listened to me and Ben talk about telling our neighbors to show us their asshole, telling Ben's neighbors to show us the asshole, telling the Flexville neighbors to show them the asshole. Not only because it's proof that Sus listened to what he said, but imagine those people in their office like, oh, we're going to scam this guy. And it goes, hey, show me your asshole. Oh my God. It was so fucking funny. I just, I died laughing. It's weird to go from talking about how me and Brittany are birthing a king to how sus asked a stranger to show him his asshole. But oh my God, it was so fucking funny. So naturally, the name Archibald Alexander McNeil, named after my grandfather, a hero. The reason I wanted this name, my grandfather lied about how old he was so he could sign up for World War II. His middle name is Alexander, named after Ben. So it's like, this is the third generation with the middle name Alexander, named after Ben, named after Grandpa. When I sit by myself and I think like, what it is to be a man... The only thing that pops into my head is the name Archibald Alexander. Like, that is what being a man is. Imagine you yourself. All of your older brothers, he was like the youngest of who gives a fuck. They were an Irish family. It was probably 19 or whatever. But imagine all of your older brothers are going to war and dying. And you go, hey, ma, drive me to the recruitment center. I'm going to tell them I'm 18. Even though he was 16. And he goes and fights in the war. He lied about his age. Like, that's the most manliest shit ever. That was the greatest shit ever. Like, this dude was the definition of a man. I want my kid to grow up to be a king, to grow up to be Xerxes, to grow up to be the god king, as he will. 
And I, you just, I can't think of a better name than after my idiot brother, Ben, and after my hero, Archibald Alexander. And forget about it when I told my family. My dad started crying. Every single aunt I called started crying. It was, it, it was, it was really a really special moment. We bought one of those balloons that you pop and confetti pops out and all that bullshit. But we, we, you know, we're not that important. We didn't do a whole gender reveal. We just did it for my father as like a Father's Day gift. He wanted a surprise. Not really like wanted one, but he was like, is that, you know, he was floating the idea. Gender reveal, are you going to do one? Because his last grandkid was born during COVID and he only found out over FaceTime and blah, blah, blah. Like. And so we were like, you know what, let's do something special for him. And we went and we got the balloon. But the best part of it was me and Brittany hadn't found out the gender yet. We get an envelope with a little uh, sticky note, but they fold the sticky note up. So you, even if you put it up to the light, you can't see what's written on side. It's all folded up. So we don't know. A 17-year-old girl at Party City knew the gender of our baby before we did. So as long as all the important people know, Including this 17-year-old at Party City. Anyway, uh, one, we have a, I have a couple more fact-check notes um, that aren't really fact-check notes. They're just notes to get into before I get into actual fact-check shit. I'm at 21 minutes now. It's longer than Ben ever lasted. But uh, I'm going to take a break and go out for a smoke in the storm. I would take the phone with me and just to piss Ben off so you guys could hear me smoking while I'm recording. But it's a storm outside and we're in Flexville, so we have an air conditioning unit. And if I was to go on the deck, I'd be beside the air conditioning unit. You might hear it hum. And if I was to go outside, you might hear the rain. Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. But I'll be right back with more um Shop talk notes, and then I'll get into our actual fact check notes, and we can put this fucking nonsense behind us because Ben fucked up and didn't do the audio properly, and we have to do the fact check today, and probably in like two or three days, you'll probably hear the, um, you'll probably get to the real episode. The next episode will be coming out probably Sunday, maybe Monday, depending. I've just been working like a dog. Like yesterday, I worked 16 and a half hours. It's just insane. And our schedules are so fucked up. It's just, you know, it's wedding season. I'm a chef. It's hard to work this shit out. Anyways, again, I'm still just rambling, but we'll get to the point. Anyway, I'll be right back. Okay, so I am back and I apologize to anyone. I know that last little bit was a little all over the place. Again, I'm by myself. I I got no one to hold me accountable. I got no one to bounce jokes off of. I do need Ben. Now, we all know Ben sucks at podcasting, but I do need a soundboard. You know, like Tim Dillon has a podcast and he has his producer, Ben. You know, Chris D'Elia has his podcast and he has uh, One Fire. Like, you know, even if you're doing it solo, you still need someone to bounce off of. So I know I was all over the place. I started telling one story and it turned into nine other stories, none of which were all that interesting. But anyways, we're doing the fact check. And like I said, I have a couple of notes here for the fact check. But I had a couple of things that happened in my life that I wanted to get to before the fact check, such as I'm having a son, a son, a boy. I am having a boy. I I can I will teach him how to lead legions. But another thing that has happened to me was so I'm a chef. Um I work long ridiculous hours. That's why this podcast in the past little while I got a new job. I'm back into the swing of things. It's the summer season. That's why we're trying to be consistent and do it every Saturday. But we did it on like Sunday, and then we did a fact check on Friday. Now we're going to record on Sunday. We're all over the map, and it's because my schedule is absolutely ridiculous. And a few wild things have happened to me at work since then, and it's the reason why we didn't do the fact check. It's the re- uh, Anyway, you, you, I've said it nine times. You know what I mean. If you're a smoker, you're on board. If you don't know what I mean, fuck off. But a few wild things happened to me at work. One of which was we had a food order delivered 
And I had opened up the restaurant. They gave me a key. They gave me the codes. They gave me all that kind of shit. So I opened up, you know, turning the lights on, turning the equipment on, turning the alarm off, unlocking the doors. I was the first one in the building. So I'm setting everything up. I'm getting ready for the day. I'm looking at what we have planned for the day. I'm just trying to get everybody situated and set up, game plan for the day, all of that kind of shit. And the food delivery from Cisco arrives. Now, anyone who's ever worked in the food industry knows what Cisco is. It's the biggest food distribution. It it, it gives you everything from pasta to stuffed pasta to chicken to beef to vegetables to desserts to ice cream like they literally supply if you want food and you can think of food cisco will bring it to you like they're a gigantic company anyway i'm by myself and the cisco order arrives and another thing if you're in the food industry or the service industry you know the people that deliver food how do I how, how do I say this? You know the people who deliver food. English is not their first language. I've never met a delivery driver who spoke fluent English. Not once has it ever happened in the history. I've been in the food industry. My first job was McDonald's. All I have done since then was food industry. So it's probably been 13 years, something like that. 12, 13 years. I've never met one driver who was a white English-speaking Canadian. Now, these people who brought the food this particular day when I opened up by myself. Again, I don't know how to say this. I want to sound politically correct. Um, these people were from a place where they have a lot of sand. Does that does that narrow it down for anyone out there? Um, you know, there's like Russia and then Northern Africa. In that space in between then, Southwestern European, Northeastern African, there's a type of person who, uh, let's just call them Tower 2. You know what happened at 9-11? We'll just call them Tower 2. These were Tower 2 type people. They loved saying Alua Akbar. Does that help anyone narrow down what I'm trying to say? I don't exactly know where these people are from, but uh, it's from a place that's really hot and sandy. Let's, Let's just say that. Lots of sand, no water, lots of heat. Does that... Does that narrow it down to anybody? Their country that they're from ends in Stan. Is that helping? Anyways. These people are dropping off all the food. There's an issue arises. I see one thing on the call sheet that says the amount of goods I'm getting. And I see a different thing in the amount of goods they're dropping off. You know, I, I can't remember what it was. But let's say it's... Four cases of grapes. This is another thing you know if you're in the kitchen industry. You got to check through the list of what they bring you and you got to check what they bring you because these people are fucking hit, set, retarded. They have the same list we have, but we have to double check the list because more often than not, they don't bring what's on the list. All you got to do is bring what it says. It'll be like eight Cases of grapes. And I'll look and I'll count five cases of grapes. Hey, where's the other three? It happens so often that if you're the person there when the food arrives, you have to go through the checklist with the person and be like, wow, congratulations. Today you didn't fuck up like you normally do. Anyways, I'm going through the checklist With this guy who's from a country that ends in Stan. And he says to me. Hey. This is again. Hits are canceled. Hey. How tall are you bro? I'm what? 
how tall are you? I'm like, how tall am I? Yeah, bro. Uh, six foot five. He goes, oh, and you're not skinny either. Not um. What the fuck? What he does immediately after lets me know it is a simple, you know, um, language barrier thing. He does like a flex with his both arms up, both arms down. You know, as if he's posing. Like he meant it as, and you're a big fucking guy. You're not only are you tall, you're also a big guy. But what he said. What he said was, you're not skinny. You're not skinny. This fucking Afghanistani, this fucking Pakistan, this fucking sand, this fucking guy dropped off the wrong amount of grapes. And then calls me fat. Boy, I tell you right now. He almost got knocked the fuck out. Then he did the flexing thing. And then he kind of like pointed at his own body like, oh, six, five. Oh, like he was clearly just trying to say like, you're a big dude. But what he said was you're not scared. Skinny! And like Chris D'Elia says, I never forgot it. He called me fat and I never forgot it. So, anyways, the day gets done. Or the delivery gets done, I mean. He brings the right amount of grapes. Whatever the fuck happens, happens. He called me fat. I called him out. He was like, nah, you're just big. That's one thing, you know, like, um, it happens to women all the time. You get objectified. Women get objectified. Women get caught called. Women get the worst treatment and they get objectified all the time. I, I, I know it. I've been there. I've been on construction sites. I've been in kitchens. I've, I've been on places where horrible things like that happen. But one thing that's not talked about because I'm hessa huge. There are so many people that I randomly meet or that I work with or that I spend any amount of time with from a casual greeting to working together. They always comment on my size. Now imagine if I'm Lizzo, that fat pig, who her whole personality is being fat. Imagine I'm her. All I got is like, all that happens to me is people talking about my size. It happens so often that I don't even, I, I never even fucking thought of it. But big guys also go, through, oh, you're six foot five. How's the weather up there? Oh, did you play basketball? Oh, can you dunk? Oh, you're huge. It happens on a daily basis. Anyways, this fucking dude calls me fat. He brings the right amount of grapes. I digress. We move on. And then uh, we're, we're, I'm cooking. I'm doing prep. I'm working throughout the day. I'm, I've been working crazy hours. And I'm just at the end of my rope. And one thing I have is an immigrant chef who, again, is from a country that ends in Stan. I, again, I can't tell you what. Again, I don't want to sound off putting. Again, whatever. But he speaks Arabic. Does that help? Does that help narrow down the region that he's from? And again, anyone who is in the service industry, you know, if your boss is from a country that ends in Stan, he doesn't give a fuck about the rules as far as food and health and safety, as far as deliveries, he, as far as food quality, a big one, 
he big one. Like my son's piece, he big one. He doesn't give a fuck about anything other than money. If he can save 10 cents an hour by firing someone, he'll fire them. If he can make you do a week's worth of work in an hour, he will. He only cares about the bottom dollar because he set from Stan. Anyways, I'm making whatever the fuck it was. Pasta salad, quinoa salad. I'm doing prep for a large takeout lunch. So they have, the, everybody always wants to pretend that they're healthy. Everyone always wants to pretend to do some dumb shit. Anyway, I'm making the food. And every single thing I do, he's the kind of guy, if I sneeze, he's going to come over and tell me a more efficient way to wipe my nose. Because he's trying to save, it was like, Okay, Riley, you got to go out and uh, meet the guests in five minutes. And he's like, in five minutes, you can make a a spinach dip. You know what I mean? Like, he's that kind of guy. He just tries to squeeze everything out of you. And he's a fucking dick. And one talent I have, one thing... Riley is really good at that. I want the smokers to get better at that. I I know Sus is great at it with that. Let me see that asshole. I know you guys got it. I can insult you to your face where we both know I'm insulting you, but I do it in such a way that it's like, dear, uh, Did he just insult me? Like, it's like a polite way of telling you to go fuck yourself. Chris D'Elia calls it verbal jujitsu or a verbal judo where you want to throw it on me. I flip it right back on you that I'm actually pretty good at that. And so I'm going to tell. So what happened was I'm making this fucking salad, this whatever. Who cares? He comes up to me and he goes, Oh, Riley, this pasta, you made this. It's very good. But now try this. And what he starts doing is a cardinal sin in the kitchen. Okay. If anybody in the kitchen is working on any type of recipe, any type of food, if they have something in front of them, Don't walk up and touch it. I have literally seen grill cooks throw burning hot steaks, burning hot chicken breasts, fresh off the grill at people. I have seen prep cooks stab knives into the ground. I have seen really... Don't fuck with what I'm doing. So I'm making this pasta... We'll just go with pasta salad. I'm making this pasta salad... He comes up and he was like, hey, I see what you're doing here. You're doing this, but this is good. But here is what separates us from everybody. What you're doing is good, but try yours and try mine. And what he does is he takes a little bit of my pasta salad and he starts mixing it with his own herbs and seasonings and whatever. But, like I said, he's from a country that starts with Stan. So he starts throwing in dehydrated herbs and spices. You know, like you go to the grocery store and you go to the spice aisle and it has thyme. That shit ain't fresh. That shit ain't fresh at all. That shit is just dehydrated. He starts throwing in all these $3 ingredients and trying to tell me, here, try yours, try mine. This, this here is what separates us. This is what he's trying to say to me. And I go, because I'm great at mental jujitsu, verbal judo, 
I'm great at fucking with you. I'm great at insulting you to your face, but you thinking it's a compliment. He goes, this is what separates us. Anyone can make what you made. We make what, the, what this tastes like. Like, you go to a grocery store, you can get what you made. You come to us, you can get what I made. And I taste it, and he goes, that's what separates us. And I say, dehydrated herbs? Boom! Got him! I'm going outside for a smoke right now. Anyways, listen to the rain. Listen to me smoke. Shut the fuck up, Ben. But boom, fucking got him. And he go, then goes, oh, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's about the flavor. It's not about the... If you're trying to make the food better, the best, the most you could do is come to me with some fucking fresh herbs. If I had fresh herbs, it would be a different story. I can find that. Anyway, this dude comes up to me and he goes, this is what separates us. Dehydrated herbs. Got him. Okay, so I'm still outside and I'm having a smoke now. Fuck Ben, listen to the rain, listen to the echo of my voice. I know in the past couple of minutes I was just scrambling again like I was at the end of the beginning. You could hear doors close, you could hear my voice echo. It's, it's not great. But at least I can last longer than Ben. So it ain't great. But now that I just told you what was going on in my life, how my job sucks, how I slammed the chef, how... A Cisco delivery driver called me fat. Hey, you deliver food to me. He calls me fat. Anyways, a king is born. All of this nonsense that I've just been rambling about that I can't believe anyone would listen to. But now I'm on to my fact check notes. And what I have written down is the first one was Stranger Things. Now... I realize Stranger Things is, uh, you know, fantasy, it's kids, it's whatever. If it's not your bag, I get it. If it is your bag, and if you're following along, and if you know what's happening, the finale of the first part of season four is one of the single greatest, most entertaining episodes of TV I've ever watched. I've seen The Sopranos. I've seen Breaking Bad hit. I've seen a lot. Of, I tried to watch The Wire, but it sucked too hard. I've, I've seen a lot of things. I've watched a lot of TV. This finale is one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I couldn't recommend it higher. It's one of those things where, you know, like Pulp Fiction, they tell ten different stories, you don't know what's happening, but at the end they tie it all together. And you're just sitting there like, whoa. That's what this finale of Stranger Things was. It was just a whole lot of, whoa. It was incredible. I don't know, again, like I said, I don't know what we talked about. I don't know why I have that in my notes. But what I do know is if you like fantasy, if you like drama, if you like fiction that keeps you on the edge of your seat, you got to watch the final season of Stranger Things. And if you haven't watched Stranger Things, you got to start from the beginning so you can get to the finale because it was that good. Again, like last time I did a fact check by myself, it was because Ben was an idiot and he challenged me to something. And I was like, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm smart. You're dumb. Yet again, I fucking got him. We apparently, again, don't know what we talked about. Apparently had another fact check note was how many elements are there on the periodic table? Ben said his dumbass answer, and I brought up Bob Lazar, how he found element 115, 113, 114, whoever, whatever the fuck. So I said there's 114 elements, because Bob Lazar said 113. 
Ben goes, blah, blah, blah. Some dumb caveman shit. Ben says, nope, there's 132 elements. Real answer, 118. Your boy was only off by four. Your boy knew what Bob Lazar was all about. Your boy fucking knew the answer. Yet again, Ben's a god. Sorry about that. Yet again, Ben's a goddamn moron. Riley's a goddamn genius. I'm off by four. He's off by 23 because he's an idiot. There's 114 was my guess. 132 was Ben's guess. There's 118. So I was right. Ben was wrong. Guess stuff. Riley wins. But the real reason why we were talking about this was the Men in Black and the Roswell incident. Something that I mentioned, how the Men in Black are real. And I mentioned an incident that happened with a weather balloon, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? It starts with an R. It's Roswell. That's what happened. There was a... You can read the Roswell papers where they say there was weird hieroglyphic writing on the... Something crashed into Roswell, New Mexico. The first people on the scene said it wasn't from this planet. The first people on the scene said it had weird hieroglyphs. It had weird writing. It didn't look like anything I've ever seen before. A couple days later, the government comes out, weather balloon crashes in Roswell, New Mexico. The next day, the papers say, yep, weather balloon crashed. Seems like the government is controlling the narrative. Seems like some fuckery shit happened that no one knows what was going on. Seems like it could have been aliens. Don't necessarily believe that it was aliens, but... Never really believe the story from the government. And what this came from was, I mentioned the men in black. Like Will Smith and uh, whatever the fugitive... Yeah, he has a girl's name, Lee, Tommy Lee or something. Anyway, the men in black, so the people at Roswell said, two men in black suits, black pins, like black pin ties, you know, like those thin ties, white shirts, sunglasses, earpieces in. It was just two dudes that no one's ever seen before just appeared. And then the next day in the paper was like, nah, we were wrong, not aliens. Weather balloon. Most likely not a weather balloon, but also most likely not an alien. It probably was some American government experiment gone wrong that they're just trying to keep from us. But anyways, there has been multiple instances where these men in black have been mentioned. Where people who have seen flashing lights in the sky and the next day men in black appear, black suits skinny ties, white shirts, sunglasses, earpieces. That's literally, if you were to Google it, that's literally where the idea from the movie franchise Men in Black came from. Was right after... Another reason why they believe it's aliens was right after nuclear bombs were invented and they were testing them. Before they dropped them on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, all around that time. 1940s and on. I think Roswell was like 1952. Either way, it was around that time. Was when globally, every country, so it's weird to be like, well, it's all a conspiracy. No, every country, random citizens were saying they were seeing aliens. Again, I'm not trying to get into conspiracies, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But in the States, there was multiple stories of these quote-unquote men in black men in black suits skinny ties white shirts sunglasses like there was many references to these people and that's why they went ahead and made the movie what if aliens were real and then they hired will smith like and then they hired tommy lee jones uh i always think it's like tommy lee curtis but i think that's a girl actor from freaky friday that's why i always think of tommy lee jones as a girl anyway That's where the men in black came from. The last note we had was a guy who fought a ghost and then died. There was some Brazilian fighter 
fighting in uh, kickboxing in Brazil. And he was whooping the shit out of his opponent. Three-round fight. So that's 15 minutes. It was probably 13 minutes he was whooping the shit out of his opponent. There comes a moment where he's whooping his opponent so hard, the ref gives him like a standing count. You know, like separate the guys. Let's make sure his opponent's okay. As he separates them, this guy turns around, tries to walk back to his corner like he's supposed to, and starts what looks like shadow boxing. But in reality is, his brain is scrambled, he doesn't know where he is, and he starts throwing punches at nobody and nothing. It literally looks like he's training in shadow boxing, but then he collapses. And then he dies. Which isn't funny. <laughs> it's not funny when anyone dies. But, <laughs> but a guy who is winning turns around, punches no one, collapses, and dies. It's kind of funny. That's why we were talking about it. But yeah, no, those are the only notes I have in the fact check. I told you about the king being born. I told you about what happened in my work. We went through the notes. That's really all I got. I've been working like a dog. I worked 70 hours already this week, and I worked the next two days. So I'm just, I'm beat like a drum. I'm just too tired to keep going. But I knew we needed this fact check to come out. So I I, I thank any smoker who's still listening. I wouldn't recommend listening to what I just did. But shout out to Mike. Shout out to Sus with that, let me check out that asshole. Oh my God. The... Uh, we we have been promising that we're coming out with new shit. We're getting a camera. We're getting better audio. We're going to start pushing. And I agree. We will. But we haven't yet. And everything we've said so far has been a lie. But it is going to happen. Anyway, what I mean is, thank you to any smoker who is still listening. Thank you to Sus, to Mike. To the Smoker Nation, anyone who has fucked with us this long, anyone who has managed to listen to my ramblings for the past 30 minutes, just thank you guys. A king is going to be born. You're going to hear my son on this podcast soon enough. I'm having a son. A lot of shit has happened. The, f- the next episode will come out in the next couple of days. The fact check is happening right now. I am still rambling. So if you're still listening... Just know that you're part of the Smokers Nation and all smokers, we all still fuck with you. I'm out. Fuck Ben. Good thing he's not here. But I need to stop talking. I need to just stop rambling. If you're still listening, thank you. We fuck with you. We love you. We out at you.